0: Foul Puck podcast about sports ball for the rest of us. Like many other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that you listeners know everything there is to know about the Berlin Airlift or the Cincinnati Slide. I am Rachel, your former baseball guru and current cornhole enthusiast. And this is...
1: Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm your hockey person and your cycling person and maybe some other sports uh, that are a little bit obscure if they existed right now in uh, pandemic days. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, womp womp. And I'm Nancy, I am your basketball enthusiast I, I'm still enthusiastic about basketball, even though there isn't any right now um, And your figure skating enthusiast, which also, I, I'm i still enthusiastic about it Even if there isn't any <laughs> of it right now <laughs> Although I gotta say guys, There's reruns was, There's reruns I was all set to be the gymnastics enthusiast for the Summer Olympics Aww. But that's delayed a year um, yeah, and I did hear and, and I'm curious what you guys take on this is, I heard, uh, through my miasma of moving, which means that all my news is like haphazardly filtered through half a brain right now. But I heard that they have said that if for some reason they can't hold the Olympics next summer, then they just won't have them. They'll just <gasps> really, so, yeah, they just go to Winter Olympics. So I was like, why not just do them the same year? Like, what's the big deal? Do you guys think? Have you heard this? Do you have any theories as to, like, why they wouldn't just do a double year?
1: Uh, you know what? I actually, I just pulled up an article from Sports Illustrated that says um, if they don't happen in 2021, they could be completely canceled.
0: I mean, the uh, the thoughts I had was, first of all, there's, there's precedent for it in terms of wars. There is. Um, and I don't know... But, you know, I guess if they're already rescheduling, maybe right. it's just too hard to reschedule twice. I mean, I f-
2: feel like it'd be worth it for all the money, but I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they don't make that much.
1: So the and, the Japanese prime minister said that the organization and scheduling conflicts that would arise from postponing the Olympics again would make it nearly impossible to have the summer games.
2: Interesting. I wonder what the IOC's opinion on that is. Because I feel like, you know, like, yes, there's precedent for skipping it before for war. Yeah. Um, but when, I don't know, I feel like if you were, I, I guess the question then would be, are you going to go ahead and have the the Winter Olympics in what would it be 2022? Um, and if they were going to go ahead with that, I'd be like, well, why not just do 2022 Summer Olympics also?
1: Yeah, because... Uh, for some people who might not remember, they used to have the Winter and Summer Olympics in the same year.
0: Within our lifetimes, Yeah, up until even. like yeah. 92 or 94.
2: Yeah, I think it was 94.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't. But there's just so many nationalities and organizations and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the
2: thing that, that I feel bad about in that case is all the athletes. Because
0: as an yeah. as an
2: athlete... You know, every four years, like, some of them have such short careers that they're lucky to be able to go to even one Olympics. And yep. then to have yours entirely canceled, like, that sucks. Like, a lot of folks aren't mm-hmm. going to be able to wait another four years. They'll be too old or no longer at the top of their game or, or whatever. So I feel like that would really suck.
0: Yeah, me- Maybe it's also been, like, they consider it too long since the qualifying events. Oh, that's an interesting you know? question. Well, how many of the qualifying
1: events have already happened?
0: I would imagine most of them have, but then if you've got to wait, you know, two years from now. Yeah. And, and not the same be able people to have you sports know.
2: at the same, like, during that period, yeah, you'd have to hold your yeah. qualifiers all over again. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, in, so I'm, I'm now on my browsing my third article about this and none of them have talked about the (laughs) qualifiers as an issue. It's all been about the, um, the organization and logistics of postponing it again.
2: Yeah. Which fair, I mean, that's a big deal. I get that.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels insurmountable. but whatever. Well, we'll keep our eyes on that as that develops. I'm sure the plans will change. So, but But, several times. No doubt.
1: So I kind of wonder, like, Japan has this whole um, pandemic thing under control, don't they? Most of the, most of the, like, East Asian countries have it under control.
2: I mean, as far as I understand, like, I don't know about Japan specifically, but...
1: But yes. so I wonder, like, the US has done fuck all to actually <laughs> control this thing, right? <laughs> we're we're yeah. opening things back up because we value money more than human life. Not because, and because, we're because we got bored. Right.
2: Yeah, we got bored.
1: Right. Not because our numbers are actually going down. I mean, yeah. I wonder what the the is there precedent or is there possibility that Japan would say, listen, everyone from a country who's got this shit under control can participate. Or I guess Japan (laughs) wouldn't be able to say it, but the IOC could say
2: it.
0: Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, aren't there already travel restrictions in some countries where Americans can't get in? Yeah. Yeah. We've got our own travel restrictions here.
2: I mean, I feel like uh, I want to say it was Thailand had got it down to like five cases and then had an outbreak because of British people who were British tourists who like went around and so then they like slapped some pretty hard restrictions on who could come in and then got it under control again which like could we even get it under control once? That'd be cool. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Although, the people talking about the second wave. I'm like,
1: there's no second wave.
2: It's just yeah. a prolonged
1: first wave.
2: Though, to be fair, I will say I have been so fucking grateful to be in California because we are at least making an attempt to manage our shit. Like, yep. <laughs> that's uh, That's been a real bright spot. Uh, sorry, rest of the fucking US. <laughs> Rebecca, my condolences.
1: Well, Maryland, I'm I'm actually relatively pleased with Maryland's Are response. You? Oh, good. Um, relatively. I think we're starting to open up too early. Mm-hmm. But we're but I mean, our, our governor locked things down real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like we never had a specific end date to our stay-at-home order. It was mm-hmm. just stay the fuck at home. Yep. Um I mean, I still think we're opening up too early because there's no there's no indication that we have anything under control. But
0: yeah, sports and Florida's just screwed. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. uh, They opened up one beach in South Florida and everybody came. Yep, (laughs) And they had to shut it down again. Mm -hmm. And they're just (laughs) I think they're just going to try that again or maybe just open up all the beaches. Oh, did, did you
1: see the images like Miami is flooding right now? And that that feels like nature's way of being like, get the fuck off the beach, you morons! (laughs) Uh,
2: uh, Mother nature gonna get her hits in while she can. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Get it, girl. Anyway, sports, Mm. sports. Uh, (laughs) So we will get back to cornhole. I've got more information on that coming. (laughs) First, I want to start us off with my uh, unwritten rule of baseball. Yes. For the week. Oh, good. Okay. So this time, this may sound familiar, don't step in the batter's box while the pitcher is warming up. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about the pitcher's mound and the area in front of the catcher, and now it's time to talk about the third element in the trifecta of disputed territory, the batter's (laughs) box. Now, there are actually two batter's boxes, one on either side of the plate, but we talk about them in the singular for reasons lost to time. (laughs) They're the clearly outlined rectangles that mark where the person up to bat stands as they attempt to hit the ball. And both of the batter's feet must be at least partially inside the box for the hit to count. And that one's actually in the rule book; That's a written rule. (laughs) Okay. Rebecca has a question. But the governing principle...
1: Oh, yes. Sorry. I, I'm just wondering, is the reason we refer to it in the singular because there's only one person at bat at any given time? So
0: whether they're in That's the left true.
1: one or right one, it's always that batter's box. Yes. Only one box can be employed at a time. Yeah. Let's
0: Although go with that
1: That would be a fascinating sport to see two batters up at once. <gasps> that would. <laughs> Extreme baseball.
2: <laughs> I'm into it. I'm so into it. And like- <laughs> I guess you couldn't both manage to hit the ball because it's not big enough. But think about how far it would go if you could. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry. Please continue. (laughs) Okay. Well, the governing principle here is that the batter should only step into the box when they're ready to hit the ball. This makes sense as there's really no other reason to stand in the batter's box. If the pitcher is warming up, that is throwing pitches right before starting to throw for real. You can't swing at the ball, so there's nothing to be gained other than maybe accidentally getting hit by a wild pitch. However, like last time's rule about always walking behind the catcher, this has morphed from a safety issue into one of respect. It's now considered disrespectful to stand in the batter's box while the pitcher warms up. Or it would be if anyone ever broke this rule above the Little League level. (laughs) This one's such an ingrained part of the game that I have to imagine the home plate umpire would tell the pitcher to hold and the loitering would-be batter to get lost. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the real problem has been getting batters to stay in the box. Some would step out so often between pitches and as an attempt to break the pitcher's rhythm that the MLB had to make it a written rule that the batter must keep one foot in the box unless they officially ask the umpire for a brief timeout.
2: Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. The other minor corollary to this rule is that the batter doesn't step on home plate while up to bat. At the major league level, this doesn't result in an out, nor is it really enforced with shame. But again, there's no reason to step on the home plate on home plate while you're up to bat. All it does is kick dirt onto the plate, forcing the home plate umpire to come around, crouch (laughs) down on his already ruined knees, and use his little paintbrush to wipe the plate clean. (laughs) And I imagine if you do that too many times, the umpires gang up and beat you up in the parking lot after the game. (laughs) And (laughs) them's the rules. That checks out. So that's the batter's box.
2: So, okay, you, you you can't or you shouldn't step on home plate, but what's the thing where, like, batters tap their bats on home plate?
0: That is part of the great uh, batting wind-up ritual. Okay. So just as pitchers have a wind-up, batters have little rituals. Uh, and, you know, some might say, you know, sometimes the bats have been sitting in the dirt, so they've got a little dirt on them, so they got to knock some... Or knock dirt off their shoes. But, I mean, it's really just a little ritual before you get up to the plate. It's like what basketball players... Get yourself in the right headspace.
2: It's like what basketball players do before they shoot a free throw. They, like... Each of them has their own little individual, like, bounce the ball and, like, mime a shot. (laughs) Yeah. Bounce the ball again and, like, maybe, like, tap their shoes and, like... What's the hockey equivalent, Rebecca?
1: Well... Actually, as you were saying that, I think this is really interesting. I'm not sure that hockey players have an in-game ritual like that. If you Mm. watch players in warm-ups before the game and then before each period, they definitely have little things they do. Like, if if, if ever we could get to watch hockey again... I would encourage you to watch, just, like, pick one player and watch them during their warmups. They will skate mm-hmm. the same, like, route around the rink. They will do the same thing with a puck. Like, everyone has their own little ritual, but that all happens in pre-game or pre-period warmups. I don't mm, know that people have that, like, mid-game. Because, I mean, if how, a hockey how,
0: player, what if a hockey player, like, stopped, um... Yeah, I was thinking faceoffs and maybe shootouts were the only oh, things yeah. that would really so, give you the time to be able to do that.
1: So shootouts, there are definitely some guys who have like a plan, a method that they do before the shootout, or like a way they approach the puck. Um, that's a good question about face offs. I mean, I think the thing about face offs is that everybody's trying to to cheat, quote unquote. So you're trying to be the first person <laughs> to like anticipate when the ref is going to drop the puck and then you can hit it and do whatever. Um, That's a great question. I'm going to have to think about that one and maybe do some research, but I don't like hockey is so fast paced that I don't think that there is physical time and space to have little quirks like that within the game, except I will say for the goalies. Because you will watch Mm -hmm. a goalie make a save and then game resumes and they'll do a little like weird thing with their pads or, or the (laughs) weird thing with the way they, they position their feet or something like, like that. So I'll say that that exists for a goalie, but I don't think it exists for other players. At least if it does, it's not noticeable enough.
2: I always feel like, you know, it's just human nature to want to have these little things. Like I remember, you know, I I was a marching band nerd and time in band that you made a mistake, it was so predictable what each instrument would do, right? Like, if you were in drum line, you'd inspect your stick, right? Like, clearly something's <laughs> wrong with your stick. If you're, Stupid stick. Right. If you're a brass player, you empty your spit valve because, like, clearly <laughs> the mm-hmm. error is that there's too much spit in your horn. And if right. you're a wind player, then obviously it's your reed. If you're a flute, you adjust your flute head. You know, it was like you could just, like, clockwork. You Just have this thing that it's like, oh, I screwed up. Oh, well, quit. let me just futz with my read then. Like, that's that will fix it, regardless of whether it was like <laughs> actually an error to do with whatever happened. It was because it was about resetting your mind space, right? Like, even if you didn't conceptualize it that way, that's what it was. And so, I feel like hockey must have something. I'm, well, and I'm really curious about the face off one. Do they like, is there a time for them to like tap the ice or like shift foot to foot, like in a certain way. I mean, it could be tiny. It could be. No.
1: And I love this question. Um, there, there are probably little rituals that they do in stoppages of play. Um, oh yeah, I'm going to have to,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to have to yeah, do some research. On I will. That. I <laughs> will. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a great question.
0: Okay. Well, turning to current events such that there are, mm-hmm. um, Rebecca, I think you had a couple things to talk about here. I do.
1: So, um, one of my favorite, um, news pieces over the last week or so, um, was about the, um, the Superdome in New Orleans. So, Mm -hmm. Mm. excuse me. So it's the New Orleans, um, football stadium. And there is. is a, yes. Thank you. Um, there's a company called StripChat.com, uh, huh. which is exactly what you think it is. They announced okay. a $15 million <laughs> bid for naming rights of the Superdome. <laughs> so wow. StripChat has an average of 60 million visitors per month for its live webcam shows. Um, uh-huh. uh. Now, nobody really... Quit
2: my day job.
1: I know, right? Now, <laughs> nobody really thinks that the city is going to go for this, but they say that they made the the offer in earnest, and their um, communications director, Max Bennett, had what might be the best quote of all time. He says, we've been looking into penetrating the sports world, <gasps> and this is a wonderful opportunity. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> oh. he's my new favorite person.
0: That's off to you, buddy. Uh-huh. You got to have a sense of humor about these yep. things. Yep. Just so it would be that one right in there, didn't he? Mm-hmm. New Orleans Strip Chat Superdome? Uh, yeah. I mean, probably just Strip Chat. No, Superdome. not
1: not Superdome, or maybe Superdome. I don't know, Strip Chat something. Strip Chat
2: Stadium? S- something. Maybe.
1: I'm sorry.
0: Something's happening
1: here. Oh, I think that was on the the strip chat article. Sorry about that. All
2: sorts of things going on over there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I swear
1: it was just the article. Uh, Uh
2: (laughs) So that was, that was my
1: uh, favorite piece of entertaining news. And apparently I think in 20, Nineteen or eighteen um, Bang Bros, which is a, a like straight up porn site, made a bid mm-hmm. of ten million dollars for the Miami Heat stadium naming rights, <laughs> and they were also turned down.
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, like we've already got like the Smoothie King Center, and like, what's the terrible when the Cleveland Cavaliers play in one that I just oh hate and I yeah. can't remember what it is right now. It, like i i don't i guess on some level i don't see the difference like i did always appreciate yeah. that about oracle arena is that like yes oracle is a business but it's not at least it sounds the rocket mortgage <laughs> fieldhouse that's the yep. one rocket mortgage yeah i just like they're yeah. all tacky <laughs> is it, there's is never really going to be another worse
0: there's never going to be another like candlestick park or right 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 you know so like
2: do we? why are we drawing the line here
0: <laughs> yeah well <laughs> because
1: because the leagues have to keep up this image of propriety
0: yeah mm-hmm. i mean image uh,
1: being the uh, operative uh, term yes, there exactly image i do yeah. enjoy that now the capitals arena is owned by capital one or the naming rights are owned oh that's by good one <laughs> that's good i mean just for pure namesake yeah
2: no that that works that yeah. works and yeah. like the Chase Center, like fuck Chase Bank, but at least it doesn't sound terrible like you know, the Chase Center, yeah. like it's very bland. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I
0: guess as long as the corporate prostitution is implied and not stated outright. Right. We're okay. Yeah. That's
2: exactly it, Rachel.
1: <laughs> That's exactly it. Bless. Yeah.
0: So I have I have like
1: actual news if you want me to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: I mean, so, I
0: guess
1: so. The NHLPA, the NHL Players Association, is made up of one member per team um, and an alternate player per team. And the, what the NHL proposed to the Players Association was a 24-team playoff format. So the regular season is over. Mm-hmm. They start with 24 teams. The top four teams per conference get a, a buy. And then the remaining teams all do a play-in series to advance to the next round. So the teams that are out are Detroit, Ottawa, San Jose, L.A., Anaheim. So, yes, all of California.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) New Jersey and Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Um, So the, the NHLPA agreed in principle to that format but what they didn't actually agree on was was th- was that the season would restart so mm. they've they've mm-hmm. agreed to that playoff format but they haven't actually agreed to restart the season um mm. they haven't agreed So like hypothetically it would go like this Exactly
0: Exactly. Okay. So
1: um they have not agreed to any timeline or specific date to restart the season, and they have not agreed to the health and safety protocols. Um which so are this is
2: all a grand thought experiment.
1: Yes. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Um now a couple of things that have come out of this. Well, first, I I assume you guys saw this, but the US has decided to exempt um, foreign athletes from the travel restrictions due to COVID-19. So oh, basically they've said, actually. yeah,
0: I hadn't heard that. Oh, yet. okay.
1: So actually this was on um, Reuters earlier this week. So they have said that professional sports members in the major league baseball, NBA, women's NBA, professional golfers association, LPGA, NHL association of tennis professionals and the women's tennis association are exempt from the travel bans due to COVID-19. So this is all saying that the, the U S needs sports again, quote unquote. So we're going to, we're (laughs) going to stop these bans. So that covers the issue of foreign athletes coming back to the U S in order to play these games. Um, but there are still tons of local regulations which prohibit um, yep. gatherings of more than 10 people. So one of the things yep. that the NHL is looking at is you don't necessarily have to travel to your team's home state and home arena to start practicing. So one of the mm-hmm. ones I saw today was that there are, I don't know, 15 hockey players in the St. Louis area who would be eligible to start practicing at the St. Louis Blues practice facility once local regulations allow. Mm -hmm. So they would be able to get on the ice and do practice without coaches and without their teammates, just in whatever location they're at. Hmm. And I don't don't understand the point of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. And
1: I still don't know how we're going to have I mean, we've talked about this before. I still don't know how we're going to have actual playoffs because you essentially have to take over a city yeah. and yeah. and well, quarantine so the whole city.
2: <laughs> that uh segues nicely into what basketball's talking about actually, yep. which And is, one quick
0: question. Yep. Um Rebecca, how many Canadian teams are there in the NHL? Cuz I know we've all got at least one Canadian team in our leagues. Uh I'm going to say six. Five. Montreal, Ottawa,
1: Toronto, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. Seven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of provinces involved there too. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Nancy, didn't mean to interrupt. Please let us know what oh, the no, NBA no, 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 is uh, looking at. No, and, and actually all of those Canadian teams would still be
2: eligible. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the NBA, in their infinite wisdom, um, have started talks with Disney World, to <laughs> do uh something, probably playoffs though, like like hockey. Well, no, I guess you were saying hockey is in their grand thought experiment, said that the the regular season is over. Mm-hmm. Basketball has not yet said that, or at least when I was poking my head up from from moving periodically this week. They had not yet said that. Um, so it's, it's unclear um, what like, who would go? Would it be all the teams? Would it be all the teams and also some of their G League players in case some of their players get sick? Would it be all the teams and all the coaching staff and all their families? But I will say, uh, you know, kudos to them for thinking of Disney World because it's a very controllable environment. Which I mean, is the main thing. Right? It, yeah, it is I its own little city. Yeah, I think this is the
0: the plan that has the most chance of actually happening. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, the it's, NDAs.
2: it's it's still not bulletproof by any stretch of the imagination, um, but you can control who comes and who goes. You can have everybody on site. You could bring families because they do have, you know, all the housing. Um, they do. I was unaware of this, but Rachel was telling me earlier this week um, that they do. They regularly do. What is it? High school and college basketball competitions there.
0: Yeah. So it's not the like the park itself. It's there's a segment um, right. called the Wide World of Sports Complex that has a ton of different venues. And I was just trying to look up um, how many there are. Um like one center has six college college-sized basketball courts.
2: Right. And they all have the and, and all of those courts are like media ready, so they could have mm-hmm. you know, they can broadcast them with no problem. These are not like practice courts. Um so it's I I'm There's mean, places to
0: stay, there's like I don't know right. if it's one road in, one road out, but very few but entrances. It, very few entrances, yes. Yeah, so they could really pretty effectively
2: control people coming and going. I mean, you still have to figure out shit like, you know, how do you get food? Like, are the food workers mm-hmm. also living on, on site and just, like, doing deliveries? Like, what are we, how are we working that? What do, you, what do you do if somebody gets sick? Do you, you know, if, like, five members of the team have it, do you just quarantine them and bring in the G League folks? Or, like, what do you do? <laughs> yes, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I thought I might try raising my hand instead of just interrupting you. That might be easier for for an auditory flow. <laughs> did you, flow. Um, did you it's like how,
2: how, how my manager voice came out? I did. I did. <laughs> yes, um, Rebecca, your turn. Please go ahead.
1: One of the things the NHL has said is that even if two players on a team test positive, that doesn't mean they're going to quarantine the whole team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think... I, I, Also,
1: I'm sorry, can we talk about the fact that, at least with the NHL, I can't speak for the other sports, they're talking about testing every player twice a week. And then they have to self-report, you know, if this all comes to fruition, they have to self-report symptoms and uh, temperatures. But I'm sorry, where are we suddenly getting all these tests from and why are they being diverted from Non-rich people yeah. in places who don't have good healthcare to these players.
0: Yeah, right. It's and right. And the incubation period is something that nobody takes into account. Mm-hmm. You know, right. do we even know it? Uh,
2: no, not not conclusively. And the other thing like we five don't know to is, seventeen
0: days. Something, and the other
2: thing we don't know is when tests start picking it up. So do they right. pick it up? Yeah. Like, at the beginning of your contagion period or part way into it or, you know, like, yeah, okay, so test every day. But if you're contagious for two days before you throw a positive test, then it's too late plan. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, it's, Disney. It's, to me, it's. <laughs> Still a huge question mark, but but like the NHL, um, the NBA Players Association got together and basically all said, like, I don't think that they have approved any particular plan yet, but they did all get together and say, and they had an anonymous vote for all the players too, not just the representatives, and they all said, like, basically, we want to get back to playing, like, whatever that looks like. We are all in favor of trying to get back. I know some of the... There's an interesting dynamic in basketball and i imagine in the other sports too where the big name players are all the guys with like the shoe contracts and like the advertising deals and so it's much much easier for them to be cautious and for them to say mm-hmm. like well let's not rush back and like i you know i don't want to i don't want us to put any of our families or coaching staff at risk and the younger guys the rookies the the new guys i mean a rookie deal in the bay area like is basically minimum wage, like it's an entry level job. Wow. You know, uh, the guys in the G League get paid like forty five k, which is like what my company pays an entry level worker. You know, so these guys they need to get back to playing because it's literally their day job. Well, and they,
1: and if one of not these make rent, yeah, and if one of these players steps out and says, "No, I don't think we should come back," like right. they're running the risk of losing a contract for the following year, whereas. Right. Somebody who's right. got the the Wheaties contract right. is bulletproof.
2: Exactly. So I I th- I know that there have been at least a couple NBA players who have come out and said like I'm not super comfortable with this. I really want us to take our time and get this right. I don't want us to rush back. I don't want us to put anybody at risk. Um, but I don't know. I I'll be interested to see if anybody truly objects. Like, if, if they come up with a plan and, like, it's a reasonably good plan, I imagine everybody will just kind of go along with it. But if they come up with a plan and it's, like, fucking terrible, like, who is going to object to that? Mm-hmm. And who is going to be able to say no? And if yeah. some of the big names say no, is that an opportunity for some of the, the smaller guys?
0: Yeah. There's still there, one to be seen.
1: Has there been any talk about having... about when the... and MLB is going to start up
0: yeah so uh, there is a plan Um, it sounds like unlike uh, hockey and and basketball this one's coming from the owners and so this is the plan that's been proposed Hmm. and as far as I know it's still in um, negotiations with the players union Um, so there's likely to be revisions to all of this but this is what ownership has kind of submitted Um, there would be two weeks of spring training in June Um, An 82-game season played in empty ballparks starting in July. Hmm. Uh, Teams will mostly play within their own time zones or divisions, regardless of the league. So it wouldn't matter American versus national. Um, It would be, you know, in in California, we've got enough teams to rotate. Hmm. Um, Some spring training parks in Florida, Arizona, or neutral ballparks may be used. I'm not sure what that means, if it's like college ballparks or something. Hmm. 30-person um, rosters instead of 25, um, and no minor no minor leagues at all, which is a thing. Um, <laughs> but they would have a taxi squad, they were calling it, of 20 extra players that could be pulled up um, if they needed to. Um, series consisting of five to six games instead of two to four in one place at one time. Hmm. And kind of the thing that, that stuck out the most to me, all teams using the designated hitter. Um, and that's the primary difference between American League and National League rules. Okay, um, you got to tell me what the designated us... hitter is. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Remind us. What okay. It
0: is. So, um, in the American League, um, the pitcher never has to bat. Uh, the The team is allowed to substitute one hitter permanently for the pitcher slot in all games. Yes, Rebecca. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, American League versus National League is that East and West, or are there both teams from across the no, country in either side?
0: They're all three have Eastern, Western, and Central divisions. Wait, all three? So. Yeah. Yes. What's the third? Eastern, Western, oh. and Central divisions within the two leagues. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. Got it. Yes. Got it. Two and leagues, And if there are two teams three. in one space, they're usually like the uh, San Francisco Giants are National League. The Oakland A's are American League.
1: Okay. So like the and s- Pittsburgh Pirates are
0: one and the Philadelphia Phillies are another. Uh...
1: Probably. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: The, the Phillies are national league and the pirates are American league. Okay. Um, and the primary rule difference between them has been this designated hitter in the national league. Um, the, the starting pitcher has to bat and then they do some funky substitutions in the later innings. So the relief pitchers don't usually have to bat. Um, there's pros and cons of both. I don't know that I've gone over that too much on the podcast yet. Um, but a lot I of players you talked
2: about it in your intro to baseball, but if that's, been yeah, a,
0: while. a lot of players are really strongly in favor of the designated hitter because it allows um, players careers to last longer, both pitchers and hitters. Hmm. Um, so I, I, my thinking is that was kind of thrown in there to kind of sweeten the pot for the players and um, be interesting to see if this gets accepted. If, you know, from now on, that's it. Everybody's going to be using designated hitter because that's what they get used to. So that's kind of the structure of what it would look like, but there's no provisions yet for player safety or testing which it sounds like there isn't in y'all sports either. Um, it's almost like salaries It's almost like there's, salaries, no, almost like there's no
1: provision for um, testing and safety in real life
0: either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: almost as if we figure out the you know the money and who gets what first and then you know if people survive that's something else. Because the ownership proposes splitting proceeds from TV and radio ads 50-50 with the players. So they've already got that part ironed mm. out. Um, other unaddressed issues, which we've kind of touched on because they apply to, I think, all sports, is the differing regulations between U.S. states and then between the U.S. and Canada. Mm. Apparently in Ontario, right. um, where there's only one um, Canadian baseball team, the Toronto Blue Jays, but in Ontario, gatherings of five or more are still prohibited. So that's interesting. Um Travel is going to be interesting, though it simplified somewhat thanks to, I guess, the the exemptions for international travel um, and getting multiple states and regions on the same page. Because, I mean, even California, you know, as a whole, California has reopened somewhat, but the Bay Area counties are maintaining stricter regulations. So how does that work? Mm-hmm. And... I think, as you were saying, Rebecca, Mitch McConnell, everyone's least favorite turtle, <laughs> has said that America, quote-unquote, needs baseball and is currently putting uh, pressure on the commissioner. So, hooray. Oh, um get fucked. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, I personally don't think that June is realistic at all, considering the number of agencies and regions Cause... that would need to agree. Um, and, you know, this, like I said, was proposed by the ownership, Back on like May 11th. And as far as I know, the, the players union hasn't come back with a you know, either a yes or a no, or a here's what we agree with. And here's what we don't. So I can't imagine, you know, June is six, six days, days from now, at the point that we're recording this. Even if they do start in July, I mean, this second wave or, you know, continuation of the first wave, the curve going back up. I think if, if stuff starts reopening now, we're going to start to see that by July. Well, and I think um,
1: I think across the board, we're going to have big differences in who can train and who can't. I yeah. mean, for if if um, Ontario still has a rule about no more than five people, that's going to affect at least two different hockey teams. It affects the one um, baseball team. I mean. In, in Virginia, you can, I think they're up to 10 people now, but in DC, you can't have gatherings like the DC is still under a stay at home. So like the capitals could, or five, five or 10 of the capitals could practice at their facility in Virginia, (laughs) but they can't actually gather enough people to play a game in DC.
2: So this was a thing that I don't know if the NBA itself was talking about, but at least one of the podcasts that I listened to, um, was talking about was if they do this Disney world expedition and they do put everybody there. One thing that you could do is at least for practice, you could create these little five person pods Mm -hmm. of players. (laughs) And, and, you know, because a basketball team has 15 guys typically, excuse me. um, And so you could have, you know, your five guys and that makes it much easier to isolate if somebody does come down with anything it's yeah. still a problem for games, but at least, you know, outside of the games, you'd be cutting down on on interactions. I feel like that's harder with something like hockey, though, and obviously with baseball. Like, you can't do yeah. it. Um, but then again, baseball's outside and they're all standing pretty far apart. So that's... Yeah,
0: but I was thinking, than... like, just the dugout alone violates most...
3: Yeah,
1: Stay at, at home
0: shelter in place orders right now. Especially with all the spitting. There's so <laughs> yeah, much spitting yeah. <laughs> in baseball and hockey.
1: There so much th- spitting. Too much spitting. Yes.
2: <laughs> a cat cometh to me. Oh. oh, she's interested in a plant. <laughs> uh,
1: my cat hideth because my mom has her cats here. So my mom has her two cats here, and I have. Yeah. A wild Kyle appears. <laughs>
2: there is a wild Kyle. Hi. Hello Kitty. She's learning about stairs. This is all oh. for her. Is this the first
1: time she's had stairs?
2: Not technically we had stairs in the old place but they were to the basement and she was only allowed down there once in a while. So they were a novelty and now they are a daily occurrence, which and she's and they have a landing and she kind of a couple times has gotten like up to the landing and then been <laughs> confused that like
0: this but but stairs upstairs. are finished.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then she'll, you know, shout about it. And then you have to go and like show her, no, you have to keep going. <laughs> oh. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's my job to get us back on track. We, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, that's okay. This is, this is not a cat podcast. A lighthearted pet talk. <laughs> so was there anything else you wanted to say about Reopening plans such as they are or did we kind of want to move on to the next? Just that they're stupid. Exactly that.
2: That's my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know we had, I think, Nancy, do you want to talk a little bit about um, <laughs> economics of different fan bases specifically and how, how yeah. these kinds of things are going to impact the fans?
2: Yeah, so this was something I wanted to talk about. Um, and credit where it's due, I'm pretty sure it was foul puck that started talking about this a a few weeks ago and it just made me foul puck you mean us No, we're foul so there's puck puck (laughs) suit gotcha gotcha it's the other podcast i listen to that has two words and puck is Mm -hmm. one of them (laughs) oh i was
0: thinking yesterday that we should have just called this podcast oh balls
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh that would have been good
2: Somebody balls. write that down. Oh, okay. Well, that-
1: <laughs> if ever we need to rebrand.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I like it. Oh, balls. Maybe that should just be our slogan. Um, <laughs> anyway. Oh, so so puck right. soup, uh, puck soup. Was- Sorry. <laughs> puck soup is a great podcast. I enjoy them a lot, not least because they're long, which I've been listening to a lot of podcasts as I pack and then unpack. So like, I'm super into the like 90 minutes of bullshitting about hockey. Mm-hmm. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were the ones talking about this, so I could be wrong. But they were saying, you know, it's a thing that comes up with restarting is the differences in the economics of the fan bases and the and the economics of the sports themselves. So, like, baseball, um, lots more people go to a baseball game than go to, like, a basketball game or a hockey game, right? Like, in person. Right? There are a lot more of them. They have I guess they're not necessarily in more cities, but they're more—they're maybe less concentrated in some of the big cities than hockey and basketball are. They're maybe a little mm. more spread out. Okay. Um. And so, what does it look like uh, for baseball teams if they really take that hit in terms of people showing up to the games? And then I started thinking about, you know, well, what did the economics of your actual fan base look like? So who is it who buys hockey tickets versus who is it who buys baseball tickets versus who is it who buys basketball tickets? Because of the, you know, this recession we're in now with like whatever the fuck, 15% unemployment or wherever we're at now. Have we crested 20%? I'm not sure yet. Um, But... That was making me wonder how is that going to impact, you know, say sports does reopen and say at some point we can have fans in the crowd again, which is obviously going to be a while. But if the economy hasn't bounced back, which sport is going to be most affected by that and how is, you know, like... Obviously, reopening and having fans again provides jobs to all the concession sellers and the merch sellers and the ticket takers and the janitors and all of that, which is great. But who's going to come out to these games? Who's going to be able to afford the tickets? Are we going to have to drop ticket prices wildly? Is that something teams are prepared to do? Is this going to affect teams in certain cities more than others? Like, what? What do you guys think about all
0: that? Well, I just did a quick Google of which sports has the richest fans. Um, anyone want to make a guess? Hockey. <gasps> Soccer. Rebecca is correct. The NHL has nice. the richest fan. One third really? of, of all NHL viewers make more than $100,000 a year compared to about 19% of the general population, which that seems kind of high, That's but big. Well, yeah. <clears throat> as of 2014, anyway.
1: So hockey as a sport for players is expensive. The gear is tends to be yeah. much more expensive yes. than other sports. Um,
2: and you have to have ice.
1: You do. You have to have ice. Um, but I think it also tends to then captivate. I mean, it's a very white sport. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. and because of the monetary requirements to play the sport, I think that tends to lead to the monetary. Or class based um, fans of the sport. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sure. if you're it looking, shouldn't, at, you know, fans are people who have played in their game. Yeah, name, yeah, that right. makes sense.
1: Well, and so I just did a quick search for um, baseball stadiums by capacity versus hockey arenas by capacity. Um, I would have done NBA, I just didn't get there quick enough. So, <laughs> um, so, the largest ice hockey arena is the Bell Center in Montreal, which fits 21,000 people.
2: That's um,
1: tiny. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
2: I mean, even Oracle, I want to say, fit like 54,000 or something like that.
1: Well, Tropicana Field, which is where the Tampa Bay Rays, looks like, oh, yeah. if I'm reading this right, they're, they might be the lowest um, or the smallest arena for the MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're yeah, 31,000. So the, yeah. so their smallest arena is 10,000 people bigger than the hockey, largest hockey, ice, ice hockey arena.
0: I never sat down and thought about it, how many I seats mean the, there are.
1: <laughs> Dodger Stadium <laughs> is the same. biggest, and it fits 56,000. So you could
0: fit yeah. two
1: and a half bell centers in Dodger Stadium.
2: I mean, wow. that checks out. What was it when we were there for the A's? wild card game rachel it was like
0: yeah it was in the 40s 40 000, 40s, yeah. i think
2: i want to say like 46 or something yeah
0: yeah and that's i mean with all the seats opened up that yeah. usually aren't but there's still, but still enough seats for that many butts
1: the the oakland a's is that what you were talking about mm-hmm. 47 000
2: yeah. yeah yeah i want to say for that game there were like 43 and maybe it was like I remember forty something and three people,
0: which is what yeah, because we like, were the three. We were the three. Yeah, <laughs> it me
1: up. Um, yeah, I mean, like the Capitals, Capital One Arena is eighteen thousand, but um, Oriole Park is forty six thousand. So there's well, a huge, really there's a huge disparity also in even the number of people who can come to an arena. So right. if if more people can go to baseball games, baseball can afford to make their seats less expensive theoretically. And they do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean like you can get an A's ticket for what, 25 bucks if you want to sit in the nosebleed section. Yeah. But but at Oracle nosebleed section was like 80-90 unless you want to even stand and stand I didn't
0: know kids. how There's much it had to do eights. Yeah, it had to do with the relative desirability of uh the teams.
2: <laughs> I mean I'm sure a certain amount like yeah the warriors are are coming off several championships and the a's ha- are are good but not back to back champions. But yeah I mean it's not just that there's definitely a possibility. Yeah. Can you google how much how many what the seating capacity of Chase Center is, Rebecca?
1: Yep, I'm doing that right I'm now. I'm curious now. Um let's see. Chase Center is 18,000.
2: 18? Yeah. Wow. That seems really small. So
1: the biggest um NH uh, the biggest NBA arena is the United Center in Chicago, which is about 21,000. So, so about the
0: same as hockey. About, about the as same hockey. as
2: hockey. I guess that makes sense. I must be completely misremembering how big Oracle was then. Hmm. No, I guess that makes sense, though, because they would have those fan giveaways um, and, no, weirdo, you cannot connect to my computer. Um, <laughs> just got some request from some Bluetooth thing to connect to my computer. <laughs> no. Um, they would do those fan giveaways that were like 10,000, first 10,000 fans. And I remember doing the math and it was about half. Mm-hmm. If you got there in the first half of attendees, you'd probably get one. So, OK, I guess that's right then. Numbers. What are
1: numbers? Anyway, I'm Nancy. also learning
2: that.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to bring it back around to economics and fans. But you go ahead, Rachel. Oh
0: well, I just I learned some interesting statistics while looking that up. The uh, Would you learn? PGA has the oldest audience by multiple measures. That,
2: ch- that checks out.
0: Yeah, the NBA has the youngest audience. Forty five percent of its viewers under thirty five. It also has the highest share of black viewers. Yeah. Uh, What's the whitest sport, do you think? I mean, hockey or
2: soccer? Well, no, not it's soccer. neither of those. Really? Tennis. Golf. Oh. Oh, NASCAR. Yep. Oh. Well,
0: but again, okay. why is NASCAR a sport? <laughs> that's, that's an issue for another day. Yeah. Um, I think but 94% of now. the people who watch it are white.
1: How many? 90-something? Um,
0: yes. But NASCAR audience has the highest share of women at 37%. Yeah. What? And oh my baseball God. has yeah. the most male heavy audience, 70%. Oh, that kind of surprises me. That surprises me too. Oh, NBA too. NBA and and baseball are tied for the most male heavy audience. Really? Yeah, yep. Interesting. The
1: NHL is doing something with more women.
2: <sighs>
0: <laughs> Good job NHL.
1: <laughs> you accidentally <laughs> got, <me>. got one. <laughs>
2: You know, that makes sense, though. I do know several uh, women hockey fans, but I, I, I'm, i other than you, Rachel, I'm the only other female basketball fan I know. Well, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I mean, I guess there is a WNBA. Um, although, Rebecca, talk to me about this. I heard that the the Women's Hockey League, the National Women's Hockey League, added a a sixth... No, they added another team.
1: They did. I um, I haven't read about it. I mean the the U.S. Women's Hockey League yeah. is not what one would call robust, right? Um, and the the I haven't done enough. I haven't done enough looking at this, but it doesn't entirely surprise me that they've added a new team because of all of the drama that went on within the last year or so about one of the leagues shutting down. Mm-hmm um
3: right
1: actually what's really cool is CCM is a is a very well known um uh maker of hockey paraphernalia um equipment
3: mm-hmm. so
1: CCM and Bauer yeah. are, are like the number 1 and 2 um makers of pads and sticks and helmets and gloves and all this kind of stuff and CCM just released a new line of um pads and equipment that was made for women by women. And so it's oh, wow. it's a That's little terrific. bit sleeker. It's made to fit female bodies a little bit better. Um that was really cool. I actually posted I think I posted a link to it from our Instagram because wait, 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 um, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. You're telling me that women aren't just slightly shorter men?
1: They are not. <laughs>
2: never I'm heard this a before shorter man at all i mean
1: <laughs> frankly it's especially shocking to hear that coming from the hockey world um but yes women are differently proportioned than men apparently interesting all rumor to me i haven't seen another human being in months so i i could be totally
0: <laughs> wrong love. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before you were so rudely interrupted.
1: No, no, no. That was it. I was just, it, I thought it was really cool that that CCM has, that somebody has finally come out with a, uh, a a women's line of gear. That is pretty neat. Like, finally acknowledging that women actually play this fucking sport.
2: I hope they, so, I know I have complained at length about this when we talk about the WNBA, but I just hope that they make it like legit real gear and it's not like fucking pink or something. No. So
1: (laughs) it does not appear to be pink. It appears to be like the advertisement that I saw was, God, I'm not going to remember her name. Um, But it was one of the well-known women Olympian hockey players who did an Mm -hmm. ad with CCM for this, um, and it's, it's legit, um, gear. It's not, like, pink butterflies, whatever, whatever. It's legit gear.
2: Because, see, the thing is, if they are gonna make, like, sports gear that is pink and girly, which, fine, just don't make it the only option, and also make it available to the men. Yes. Like, you know, if, if, What's his name? Nicholas Baxstrom wants butterflies on his pads. That's what more he should power be able to, to have. him. Yes, <laughs>
1: you know? yes. If I'm Nikki Brent. wants to wear hot pink pads, I support him.
2: I feel like Brent Burns could really rock like a rose gold sort of theme.
1: Yes, agreed. I think there are a number of players who
2: could. I yeah, this is a thing. I mean, he French braids his hair already, so like, why not just go? But. Yeah, the it, the WNBA and the Stripey ball. I just I can't. I'm not over it. <laughs> I will never be over it. I'm sorry.
1: No one will ask you to be.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Well, are Very we sensitive. ready to move on to our uh, fan question? It was submitted oh, to let's. us. It was a terrific question. Okay, so who has it up? The actual <laughs> text of it. You would think I, I who took on the, uh, (laughs) you know, job of hosting might have done that, but you would be incorrect. Uh,
1: Okay. So it was a, um, posted on Reddit in the NBA, uh, subreddit. So it's an off season question, but I'm serious. Let's say that it's the finals that... It's the finals game seven in crunch time. If LeBron starts kissing Kyrie, not a single defender will be watching the ball, leaving J- o- JR open for an easy three. Would LeBron and Kyrie be called for a technical or would the points count? The rules say technical fouls relate to unsportsmanlike behavior, but I don't see how this is unsportsmanlike. It's just the most uncharacteristic thing ever. What say you guys? And the the title of the post is, is it legal for players to kiss as a strategy?
0: Well, I uh, my knowledge of the NBA rules is somewhat lacking, but I mean, would you have to take intent into account? Like, if the intent is to distract, does that count as unsportsmanlike? And have we lost Nancy? But no, if I'm the still here. we may
1: have, but if the intent is no, to distract, is that really a like findable offense? Because
0: they distracted, they, they fall, try to distract each other all the time. Yeah, but yeah? not by like doing cartwheels or mooning, you know, maybe they should. (laughs) Can you imagine if somebody in the, in the uh, MLB just started doing
1: cartwheels from first base to second, that would be amazing. amazing. (laughs) Yeah. So So, Nancy is, is kissing unsportsmanlike conduct in basketball?
2: I mean, I don't think we've tested the theory and I really think we should. Um, I, I, uh, the thing that gets me about this question, right, is that it would have to be premeditated strategy because your team has to know it's going to happen and has to not be distracted by it, right? Yes, because, like, that's a good point. In the situation that LeBron James and Kyrie Irving start making out on the court, I think at that point all play stops,
1: <laughs> right? Fair.
2: You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So, so you have to have prepped your own team with the concept that this is going to happen. right? Because what you want is for your team to take the advantage of the distraction and then go score, right? But this further means that you have to have practiced this. Because I think if you just pull this in the game, your teammates are not going to be able to focus. Like, even if they know it's coming,
0: they're not, like, they're going to look. Do you think LeBron and Kyrie are going to be unconvincing if they don't rehearse?
2: I mean, you know they
1: rehearsed.
0: No,
2: no, I don't. For LeBron and Kyrie, I do not know this. Okay. (laughs) No. So this is is something that you want to look spontaneous? I don't think it would matter. I think it would be shocking enough either way.
1: So this might be something where a sport with a goalie has an advantage. Because in that case, only the goalie needs to be prepared. Or maybe only your best offensive player needs to be prepared. Because you want to distract the other goalie. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there's such a a, a distance element here in hockey.
1: Like physical distance. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. And also like face masks. But
3: Mm -hmm.
2: See, the other interesting thing about this question to me is that it involves players on the same team. Because I feel like if... LeBron James grabbed Steph Curry and laid one on him as a distraction technique. That would just be a straight-up foul because it's impeding play, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So you can't, like, it has to be members of the same team, and mm-hmm. it has to be as a distraction technique. It can't just be, I'm going to slow you down from making your three-pointer by planting one on right. you because that's just against the rules right. regardless. Like, you can't grab, you can't hold, you can't, you know...
0: And not a good uh, so, instance of respecting consent. Also true. Definitely <laughs> not. No.
1: Unless they've negotiated in advance.
0: Yes. Which would, you know, kind of undermine the whole thing. But.
1: Well, but.
2: Well,
0: not necessarily.
2: Yeah.
1: Because it would still distract the other players, even if the yeah. two doing the, doing the kissing had negotiated in advance.
2: Uh-huh.
1: uh-huh. I mean, I, I like think that. someone should try it.
2: <laughs> I agree. I wholeheartedly endorse this concept. Let's test these rules. Mm-hmm. Let's force a ruling. Mm-hmm. A verdict on what
0: this is. I was trying mm-hmm. to think if there would be a good analog in baseball. All I can think of is like the catcher calling for a uh, a meeting on the mound and then walking up and planting one on the pitcher. But I don't know that the I batter would be distracted too. enough.
1: Or it could be I, like I, one of the base coaches making out with one of the base
0: players that might work and the batter kissing I, I, the umpire would seriously mess with the pitcher <laughs> but then that would that would call into question the
1: um impartiality of the umpire oh
0: absolutely that yes that's true. entirely a hypothetical yeah. there
1: i mean we want to we want to keep the integrity of the game intact
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay so oh what about the, well I don't know. Okay, so I was going to say what about the coaches though? Could it be a distraction technique for the coaches to start making out? That's Definitely. true. The
0: uh, you know, you got your third base coach and your uh your head coach. Or like
2: Steve Kerr and Mike Brown like start going at it on the sidelines like that distracts the other team and then the Warriors go score.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I But right you can call a technical,
0: technical against a, a you coach, can. right?
2: Right, yeah. So I don't know if that would. I mean, that's still. But but even then, like they get kicked out. Who cares, right? Like again, I feel like, for. I feel like I
1: feel like somebody needs to try it.
2: Well, I'll just get Steve Kerr on WhatsApp. Good, yes. Please,
1: <laughs> please call your uncle.
2: <laughs> hey, Uncle Steve, we need you to test <laughs> for us in the name of science. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I feel like he'd be into it.
1: that'd be awesome
2: yep good old cousin Steve yeah yeah. I mean I I genuinely like Rachel I can't say that my knowledge of the NBA rules is exhaustive at all Um, but I do think unsportsmanlike conduct would be the most likely rejection of this
1: so but here's the thing Mm -hmm. what is so unsportsmanlike about kissing a teammate
2: I mean I think they would call it like potentially for delay of game too, you know, like it's it's
1: But you're not doing not, anything to the other team to yeah. stop them from playing. Like but in, Again, true. it's in it's a,
0: the principle of like cartwheels or something, you know? Right. I don't think that would be allowed either.
1: So but you wouldn't be allowed to do a cartwheel in hockey for safety reasons because you might hit somebody in the face with your with your skate mm-hmm. blade, right?
2: Right. But what about snow angels?
1: That would be amazing. Um,
2: <laughs> see, so
1: the thing with something like Snow Angels, for example, is yeah, that you're, you're taking your own player out of contention, right? So nobody's uh-huh. gonna stop and watch somebody doing Snow Angels because.
2: You don't think?
1: No, I don't. I think, I okay. think the fans would end up watching, but I don't think the opposing team players would. They'd be too excited by having one fewer opponent, one less opponent to. Well, I think you know, also it's them. more
0: likely that hockey players are going to end up on the ice than it is that, you know, it's true. a basketball player or a baseball player is going to cartwheel.
1: There's a lot of falling in ice hockey. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, you're probably right that in any of these sports, making out with your teammate on the ice is going to be called for unsportsmanlike conduct. I just I not again not that this is going to happen. I don't like it though. Like what is yeah, so unsportsmanlike about? Like it just feels it just feels homophobic to call that unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, again, not true. saying that our sports wouldn't do that,
0: but and there's there's a line somewhere because butt slaps are a okay. Yes. Well that's not gay.
2: So okay, but maybe it's the difference between like like timing, right? So like maybe a quick peck would be fine, but like standing in the middle of the court and making out wouldn't like instead of a butt slap if it was like a prolonged grow
0: yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be wouldn't more that of an be allowed? issue. allowed?
2: I don't think so. Right.
1: So I think here again, the foul is not going to be on two teammates who decide to essentially take themselves out of play, like the foul would be on somebody if they do it to an opposing player. That
0: would be on even, conduct.
2: I'm I'm starting to convince myself that this would be a delay of game issue.
0: Well, in baseball, okay, you yes. can delay the game all you want. So, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so maybe baseball is where we need to really test this then. Because in the NBA, they'll call that pretty quick.
1: Yeah, they'll call it an NHL too. So, Rachel, who are the two baseball players who need to test this? Uh, who test this uh, rule or theory?
0: It's a good question. Ooh, what about the Mats? I was thinking about that, but you got one at first and one at third. I'm gonna go with Marcus Semien and Matt Chapman at uh, third and uh, shortstop. I'm into it. Yep. 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 Cosine yeah, and I'll, I'll, against the left-handed batter who's going to have the best view, mm-hmm.
2: would be di- would be distracted. Yes. Yep,
0: agreed.
1: Okay, I like it. So, should we start a change.org campaign for this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, why not? What else do we I have think an online hashtag campaign might be a little <laughs> more uh, effective.
2: What's, what's what's their portmanteau?
0: Chapman, Marcus, Simeon. Well, I hate portmanteau names anyway. Chapman? Like with an E instead of a <laughs> <Marcus, Semien.
1: sighs> What are their first names? Marcus and... Matt.
2: Matt. Matt. Mattkus oh. Matt yeah, is just yeah. lame. <laughs> That's terrible.
1: Marcat. <Marquette>. Uh, Marqu- <laughs> yeah, they don't have a good portmanteau name.
2: No, they don't. They don't, what are their, what are their numbers? Six and nine. Eh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not going to work It's a hashtag though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's all the wrong <laughs> traffic.
0: Yeah, diving into a, a big pool there that I don't think we necessarily want Mm-mm. to.
1: That is not mm-hmm. our demographic.
0: Nope. Nope. That's a nope. Well, we'll figure it out. Hashtag quarantine problem. Okay, well, if we've exhausted that for the moment, I'm not saying we can't ever return to it, because I think we should. At length. Yes. Another hashtag quarantine problem has been uh, what to watch. And I Mm -hmm. believe it was after last uh, recording, I happened to flip over to ESPN to see uh, what was on. Um, On the Ocho. uh, No, not even on the Ocho. This was, yeah, this was original recipe ESPN, (laughs) the classic. Uh, So what happened to be on was the last few minutes of the Johnsonville Sausage American Cornhole League Championships. So, uh... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing we've got to discuss is, uh, is the name of the sport itself. Now, I was a naive sheltered child who called this game beanbag toss until no, I was in my thing. 30s. That's what I grew
2: up calling it, too. I yeah, did, too. That's what, yeah, that's the yeah. original thing. Because I looked this up because we played it in my office and I was like, what the fuck, why are we calling this cornhole? And no, it's apparently a thing. Yeah,
0: I didn't learn until I was in my 30s. I, too, was at work and a coworker of mine was putting together a, a fun summer community event and was looking at a... Uh, like a party city type catalog looks up at me from across the room and says from one professional woman to another, what do you think? Should I get cornhole? And I said, excuse, excuse me. me? What? <laughs> and she said, you know, cornhole and made a gesture. And
2: you, said, you do you baby. <laughs> that
0: could have been interpreted in several ways. And I said, what magazine are you looking at right now? Um, looked at it did in fact confirm that it said in print that this was called this game was called cornhole so uh, Nancy you said you looked up why uh, it's regionally different
2: no I didn't look up why oh, okay. I just
0: looked up that it
2: was okay because I... It, I was very because I had a similar experience mm-hmm. with an office Halloween party um, you know there it was advertised we will have we will all do a company shot which. Our HR person, I think, lives for this once a year (laughs) moment where we all take a shot together. Um, We would have all kinds of candy. We would have a costume contest. And we would be playing with cornhole. And I was (laughs) like, I had a moment similar to you where I was like, I'm doing what with my cornhole? (laughs) In the break room? Okay. This has taken an unexpected turn. And I thought maybe it was a seasonal Name for it, you know, like the fall, autumnal. You have the little candy pumpkins we call bean bag toss cornhole. No, it's apparently a Yeah, I thing.
0: know this because of uh, my dad uh, acted as my research assistant and helpfully read me uh, long parts of the Wikipedia article over the phone. <laughs> oh. um,
1: <laughs> Thanks, Papa That's Rachel. So yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, in the Midwest, the bags are filled with corn and not beans, and thus they. Got naming rights. Uh, I'm Around. not sure how that name spread. Okay, but
2: I guess we were far enough south that that wasn't. We must have been right on the cutoff yeah. line. Anyway, or alternatively, maybe they used the uh, beanbag toss name for grade schools.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> for children. It a little more. Yeah, uh, PG church ball festivals. Uh, yeah, probably mm-hmm. went with uh, beanbag toss. So. A little bit about it, the structure of professional cornhole. Uh, oh,
2: please later uh, There's on the us.
0: American Cornhole League and the American Cornhole Organization. Um, and uh, looking up, I got a lot of inf- good information from CornholeAddicts.com. No, uh, which is not affiliated with <laughs> either league. And it hey, says, "Hey, I think
1: I think they're the other ones who bid on the naming rights for the Superdome."
0: <laughs> I mean, they are a legitimate sport. So, but I don't know if one sports arena can be named for another sport. So, cornholeaddicts.com. Oh, uh, (laughs) yeah. And I actually did risk uh, my computer and my uh, eyeballs by going to (laughs) cornhole.com, which actually just sells merch. Um, wow, yeah. That was brave. Uh, yeah. My hat is off to you. I, I had to take a minute, and I went like this. I, I'm sorry, you can't see. <laughs> I was doing the horror movie thing, where I covered my eyes all but a small slit, just in case. Um, but no, you can just you can get your personalized cornhole gear at cornhole.com. Uh, and if cornhole.com is offering sponsorships, no. we'll do a commercial uh, for you here on... <laughs>
2: Oh, it would be so thematically perfect though, Rebecca. Come on. Oh,
1: okay. They have NCAA licensed cornhole sets.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, oh, returning are to the links. Cornholeaddicts.com says, We are not going to tell you which organization is better to join, but look into both and make your own judgment, which makes me wonder if there's some bad blood there. Mm. It sure sounds like it. And according to Wikipedia, there's also the American Cornhole Association, but that is more focused on selling cornhole related products and equipment than it is on being a sanctioning body of the sport, though it does uh, have some tournaments that it organizes.
1: Rachel, I feel like you might need to go on like a, a deep dive of the cornhole situation on Reddit or something like That's that. That's true. To I figure bet Reddit out has what the, drama...
0: the answers we're looking for there. Yeah. Um, Always Mm -hmm. a bit of a, you know, a a gamble going on to Reddit for anything, really. Especially
1: Um, if you're including the word cornhole.
0: I think, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I got a little bit of the lingo for you. The only problem was, uh, and this was a disclaimer on cornholeaddicts.com's lingo page, some cornhole lingo below is used often, and some is rarely or never used, which makes me wonder a lot of things about how cornholeaddicts.com compiled this list of words which may never uh-huh. be used. Um, uh-huh. But we got the- I did hear a little bit of this in the, the you know, 15 minutes I watched of the Johnsonville Sausage American Cornhole League tournament, which I need to refer to That's in the- its entirety every time. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I do want to back up.
1: Ever. I do want to back up one step here. So cornhole or beanbag toss is... Essentially you have to stand X number of feet behind a board that's kind of raised at an angle that has one hole in it, three holes in it, something like that. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. to the and the rules
0: in a minute. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So I'm I just sorry. wanted to to touch on a little bit of lingo first. Okay. All um, right, go for it. So the bag that you toss is, is typically called the bag, but it's also called a pancake, a frisbee, or a UFO.
1: Sure, <laughs> and of course.
0: I learned this is because uh, only novice uh, cornholers will throw the bag such that it flips end over end. Pros keep it flat on one plane, you know, no matter the angle oh. that they're throwing it at. They want to keep a, a nice flat surface.
3: Okay. Um,
0: <clears throat> interestingly, airmail is a good thing in cornhole. Um, that's when it's the equivalent of a swish or a nothing but net when uh, the the bag goes straight into the hole without touching anything. I mean, it can kind of like graze the edge of the sides, but it's just a nice clean thing as opposed to an airmail and baseball when you try to throw it to somebody and miss by about 10 feet above them. And then we have some types of throws and strategies, which I don't know if I've got time to get into, but we got some good names here. Um, (laughs) Remember, these may rarely or never be used, but uh, I, I think... I would be criminally irresponsible if I didn't touch on them. Um, we've got the Berlin Airlift. We've got the Cincinnati Slide. We've got the Dingleberry. Sure. The Around oh. the World, a.k.a. the Hooker. The Red Sea. The Roly-Poly. <laughs> the Shucker. And the Slick Willy. Oh, bless. Okay. You have found a fount of, of just Information that may history. or may not be true, but I'm going to talk about it because it amuses <laughs> me. Okay. So the rules, (laughs) the official rules for cornhow, now, cornhole, now your, your schoolyard cornhole, which is all I've ever played Mm -hmm. is kind of loosey goosey in terms of, you know, toss the bag into the hole, however you want.
3: Yeah.
0: So, uh, for, for looking at the equipment, first of all, um, we're looking at six inch by six inch bags, uh, through a six inch Mm -hmm. diameter hole, single hole in the board, um, in, in regulation play, you got two boards facing each other 27 feet apart. And That's a long way. It's, yeah, it's quite a distance. Um, so you got uh, you can do two-on-two, two, or either one-on-one on one or two-on-two. On two. Um, the, the tournament I was watching was singles. Um, so each player has a lane or a side Cornhole of the board. singles! So they sand on one side of each on one side of the board, Take turns pitching bags at the, the board. Uh, four bags each for each frame. So it's like a round or an inning or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So the first person or team to 21 points wins. Now, landing a bag completely on the board is called a woody, and that gets you one point. Naturally. Yes. Getting the bag through the <laughs> hole is called a cornhole, and that gets you three points. But points are tallied at the end of the frame, i.e. when all eight bags have been thrown. So if you knock another player's bag through the hole, it counts for them. And the woody has to be there at the end of the frame. Not
2: knocking Yes.
0: So some of the strategies can include blocking other players in the hopes that your bag just stays there. Or, you know, so that the other player will have to knock your bag in. In order to score Mm -hmm. one of their own. Mm -hmm. So there is some strategy here. Um, At the end of each frame, points are tallied and players switch sides. Uh, If bags become piled under the hole, interfering with a possible cornhole, the player can request that all bags under the board be raked or cleared out. But the points still count. So, those are your basic rules. Uh, I didn't get too much into your strategies, uh, but, you know, they they have wonderful, colorful names. Save
2: something for next time. Yeah, I know. We're running out of time here,
0: and I I don't want to try to, you know, imply that cornhole is so simple a sport that the entire, uh, you know, rules and strategies and everything can be covered (laughs) in one. I just want to give you a little taste of cornhole, if you will. Uh, So, for more information. (laughs) Before we get back to it, you can go to cornholeaddicts.com, of course. Uh, I I (laughs) Iplaycornhole.com. Or you can uh, uh, check out the TACO podcast, which stands for Talking ACO or American Cornhole Organization. Oh, bless. So that's your your brief primer on cornhole. Um, I'd rather listen to a podcast about tacos.
2: Well, I'm sure that exists. Yeah, I'm sure it does.
0: Um, but I'm going to I
2: think that would just make me hungry. going to
0: try to give the Taco podcast a, a listen to before we reconvene and oh, yes. uh now we're right in the middle yes. of of cornhole season apparently <laughs> and uh it is something that's uh, I was watching it and the players wore masks. So oh, okay. oh, Yeah, wow. I'm not sure whether oh, so the bags were job.
2: were sterilized. So it was a live
0: event that you are watching or at least a recent event? A, a recent event. I don't know that it was necessarily live. Um but yeah. Well, Rachel, give
2: give the Taco Podcast a mm-hmm. listen. And maybe we need to reach out to them and have a guest speaker to tell us all about corn. A
0: guest hauler. corn holder, yeah. I think. Uh, a guest
2: corn holder.
0: That would be. It might be within our reach.
2: Rebecca's going to die. <laughs> that would be a
0: thing we could do.
2: <laughs> I mean. I gotta say, though, like, this delights me. This legitimately delights me. It is wonderful. There's nothing quite like people who really are into their obscure stuff. Yeah. Like, it's easy for us. We're all into, like, these mainstream sports for the most part, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, it's like being into an obscure fandom. It's just you win a shoelace, but that doesn't diminish your passion for it. So I do get it.
2: Yes. That's right. I, and
1: Good I my laughter is not to diminish the sport. It's about no, no, the vocabulary no, no, of not. the sport.
2: Yeah, which
0: fair. <laughs> They did they did start from a, an odd place. <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. No. We are not laughing at the at the enthusiasts. No. We are merely laughing at the vocabulary yes. and we laugh at all of our own. Vocabulary. That's
0: true. And we Hell do. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's as, that's as, what I had for today. I don't know if anybody else can top cornhole. trip
2: to Poundtown will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing. I cannot top cornhole. That's, that's, that's you know I hadn't thought
0: about on. it like that. We have not visited Poundtown in a while. Yeah, it's
2: true. We have not dug shame. in deep and mm-hmm. gone grinding from the bench or anything. Nope. We
0: haven't
1: rimmed anything.
2: <laughs> slapped anything? <Mm-mm. laughs> yep. Yep. No double teaming. Hard. Yeah. No, that's really a shame. It is. <sighs> Sports. I think I said last time that I was feeling like that, like, my brain had just sort of decided it was the off season when this all shut down in March, and was just like, "Oh, okay, it's the off season." Now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm realizing two and a half, nearly three months later. That I'm starting to hit the point that I usually hit in August where I'm like, oh, sports will come back soon. That'll be fun. I'm ready. Yep. Mm. I'm cruising for some disappointment, guys. I gotta tell
0: you. (laughs) I'm right there with you.
2: Yeah, right? That's the 2020 season
0: in sports in general. Cruising for disappointment.
2: For some disappointment. Yep. (laughs) Womp womp. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I guess we'll see where our respective sports are in terms of reopening next time and... If anything is more realistic, or we're all just taking guesses at what might happen,
2: <laughs> well, we're gonna learn more about some obscure sports. We need, we need yes. that content on here. I am so enjoyed. yes,
0: I challenge either of you to top cornhole and the obscure <laughs> you sports know what? I do I don't, I'm gonna try. <laughs> I don't want a top cornhole. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hear a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Never let it be said that I back down.
1: (laughs) I I would never.
0: Mm, Thank you. All right. Well, if I've thoroughly shut both of you up, then I think my job here is done. (laughs) We'll we'll shut our cornholes now. (laughs) I do enjoy causing Rebecca pain. It's uh, it's really delighting me. (sighs) Okay, I can
2: entertain you.
0: Well. (laughs) <laughs> for Falpock and for Cornhole. I have been Rachel.
1: <laughs> I have been Rebecca. And I do not represent Cornhole.
2: <laughs> I I continue to be Nancy, and hopefully will continue to be so after all of this unpacking. Um, but but now I have an entirely new distraction, so thank you for that, Rachel. Anytime.
0: We'll talk to you later.